from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, it's Election Day, and this is the broadcast. It's coming through a hole in the air From those nads in Tiananmen Square It's coming from the feel that this ain't exactly real Or it's real, but it ain't exactly there From the war against disorder Well, sort of, at least our version of it. This is the broadcast that's heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in L.A., up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast, and 106.7 FM KSO in Cottage Grove, out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 93 FM WLRI, in Hawaii on 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui, in Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM, in Palinville, New York on 102.9 FM WLPP, and in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We're also heard streaming on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik, blanketing planet Earth five days a week. But there's only one election day every, oh, couple of years, maybe four. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us. Yes, this is the longest possible election season ever. It ends today, maybe. November 8, 2016. This is the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, as per the Constitution. But that happens to be as late as it could possibly be this year just to mess with us, just to really (laughs) torture us as late as Election Day could possibly be in a calendar year. And uh, out here in California, by the way, in Southern California, we are pushing 90 degrees today. On Election Day, yes, 90 degrees in early November. Another good reminder why this election matters. That laughter you just heard was Desi Doyen, our producer. How are you, Desi Doyen? I'm doing fine. Apparently, Mother Nature has decided to give us great weather across the country, so nobody really has much of an excuse. Well, so rain or snow is well, not happening. Yeah, great weather, but hot weather. Hot weather well, out yes, here and uh, in the uh, Northeast, uh, also hot as well. Unseasonably hot. Indeed. Weather. Uh, Hillary Clinton completed her campaign last night, early this morning, actually, at a rally in Raleigh, at a rally in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> there we go with Lady Gaga, John Bon Jovi, Bill Clinton. That after a rally with 20,000 at Independence Hall in Philadelphia with Bruce Springsteen and the Obamas. Donald Trump finished up his campaign also after midnight last night or this morning with a rally in Grand Rapids, Michigan along with his running mate, uh, Mike Pence, and that's about it. Uh, He claimed there were thousands of people waiting outside to get into the rally, but Frank Luntz, the Fox News, CBS News pollster, tweeted that that was not true, that uh, he was there at the event, there was plenty of space in the room, so maybe it's an apt ending 
to election 2016 with uh, Donald Trump lying about his own rally, uh, at least presuming this is the end of election 2016. He started uh, today, actually just minutes ago, with another lie, I'm sorry to say, uh, tweeting just out, according to CNN, quote, Utah officials report voting machine problems across entire country. Utah across the country? That's correct. Uh, Well, as it turns out, uh, he was talking not about the entire country, but across an entire county in Utah. Typo. And uh, (laughs) maybe, because so far it's unclear. It does not seem to be actually a CNN headline either. It appears to be an AP headline, and even that is only a maybe. This story is running over at Breitbart News right now. Citing AP, but uh, as I said, this just broke before we went on air here. I haven't been able to look deeply, but I haven't found it at AP. I've only found it at Breitbart. Now, what it says is voting machine problems could force 52,000 to use paper ballots. Well, that would be a good thing, actually, for uh, Utah voters where they're forced to vote on otherwise 100% unverifiable touchscreen voting machines. That is, if that story is true. And uh, Brad Blog World News Headquarters uh, here cannot verify that report at this hour. It came from Donald Trump. We do have uh, some other reports of voting machine problems around the country. I'll get to that in a little bit. But you know what? Before things start to get ugly, uh, last night, just after midnight in Dixville Notch, New Hampshire, the results are in. Uh, Hillary Clinton won in Dixville Notch, New Hampshire. Uh, she beat Donald Trump. She received four votes. To Donald Trump's two votes. So she beat him 50 to 25. Extrapolate that across the country and you got a pretty huge landslide. Uh, In any case, she won uh, four to two in Dixville Notch with Gary Johnson, the libertarian candidate, getting one vote. And Mitt Romney, yes, Mitt Romney receiving a write-in vote with one vote. Of course, we know those results are accurate because they use hand-marked, hand-counted paper ballots up in Dixville Notch. A community with less than 100 voters, which, uh, according to New Hampshire law, they can open their polls at midnight and close them as soon as all registered voters have cast their ballots. So uh, about eight voters in uh, in Dixville Notch uh, voted last night. They were the first and uh, they they are done. They were uh, they've been and they may be done, by the way, for good. Dixville Notch has been voting at midnight every election since 1960. Um, Neil Tillotson, the former owner of the Balsam's Grand Resort Hotel, which closed in 2011. They started midnight voting back in Dixville in in 1960 for for publicity. Uh, Almost all of the Dixville voters are employees at the resort, but this could be the last year because a a New England businessman has now bought the Balsam's and plans to redevelop it into a massive ski resort, which could bring the population of Dixville over 100 thereby ending its voting tradition. Sad. Uh, they say, however, not to read too much into those results. The uh, the towns, there's three that actually do this. They lean conservative. They normally vote Republican, but not this time. Uh, Dixville has voted Republican in every election since 1960, including Barry Goldwater, who lost in a landslide, but not this time. Four to two, Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump. Okay, well, as uh, that's the fun, now it gets ugly. As uh, no, it's not going to get to not today, not on election day. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, as we went into the election day, uh, Hillary Clinton led in most national polls by about three to four points over Donald Trump. 
But ultimately, we don't, uh, the national average uh, doesn't actually matter that much. The popular vote is not how we determine who will be the president. It's the state-by-state totals that matter. And problems for voters in various states can have the largest consequences on the presidential election and certainly races uh, like those for the U.S. Senate as well as the U.S. House. Uh, every member uh, of which the, is on the ballot today, every, what is it, 435 members of the U.S. House, they are all on the ballot. And, of course, uh, there are important state and local races as well, uh, and uh, state and local ballot measures and initiatives. Well, unfortunately, like clockwork on Election Day, uh, broken voting machines across the country, long lines across the country, uh, we'll start in Arizona. Jim Randall, who is in his 70s, according to Think Progress, left Tempe High School at about 7.05 a.m. today, leaning on his walker. He was in line before 6 a.m. when the polls opened, but he had to wait more than an hour to cast his ballot because the site's electronic poll books were broken. Hmm. Who could have predicted that would happen? Voting rights advocates and local elected officials warned earlier this week that Maricopa County, that's Phoenix, uh, had not created enough polling sites to accommodate the nearly 100,000 new voters added to the rolls. They expect high turnout uh, that comes with a, a White House race like this. Um, Tempe resident Ron Bimrose said that uh, this is the longest I've had to wait in a presidential election. He spent an hour in line to cast his ballot, he said, but I did it. He had tried to avoid the Election Day wait by voting early, but uh, he was deterred by waits of up to four hours at the Tempe Library in early voting. He tried going four more times throughout the past week, but each time he was unable to wait in that long line. And now he had to wait because of the long line for the broken computer electronic poll books. This uh, was not isolated to uh, one uh, precinct. Apparently, uh, there was problems. There was confusing signage, malfunction, elect uh, malfunctioning electronic poll books, and electronic uh, voting machines were failing, along with these hour-long lines. For us, that's voter suppression, Phoenix resident Francisca Porteous told uh, Think Progress. Many of the problems are happening on the west side, where there's a high percentage of Latinos trying to vote. She's part of a group of local activists called Batsta Arpaio who are working to unseat the county's controversial uh, sheriff, Joe Arpaio. Uh, they are uh, calling on uh, the uh, Helen Purcell, the America Maricopa County recorder, to keep the polls open past their scheduled 7 p.m. polling time, closing time. Uh, the group, uh, if the office doesn't respond, the group uh, plans to file a complaint with the Justice Department to try to force that to happen. They've been uh, the group has been monitoring 55 polling places in Maricopa County where there was all kinds of problems during the primary after they had shut down uh, hundreds of polling places during the primary. Those uh, th those polling places are now back opened. Uh, back open today, 724 of them, the same number that was offered in 2012, but uh, that despite having added almost 100,000 more voters to the rolls. So long lines are continuing or persisting in Phoenix, Arizona, reportedly on Tuesday. Uh, that was in the morning, and those are expected again once folks get off work this afternoon. 
uh, Adrian Fontes, who's running to replace Helen Purcell as the longtime election clerk. She's been the election clerk there. She's a Republican. She's been the election clerk for almost 30 years in Phoenix. And uh, Fontes explained that uh, these lines are a barrier for voters, for low-income voters in particular. Uh, Fonte said that uh, if you go to if you go to vote on Tuesday and you might work two jobs or you have kids, you have to get ready for school. You can't afford to be standing in line. You can't afford daycare. That's basically a poll tax. It's just not fair. And Fontes promised uh, to open many more election, uh, many more polling places on Election Day. If successful, uh, we have some precincts in this county that have up to 12,000 registered voters, Fonte said. Just disgraceful, to be frank. We saw long lines here in Hollywood, California, ourselves, which uh, uh, this uh, this morning when we went to vote, Desi Doyen, mm-hmm. and uh, the first time I have ever seen lines at all. At our polling place, we've been going there for about 20 years. Yeah, and it's been very well run, and it's usually, you know, lickety split, get in, get out. But this time it was around the block. I think that shows a great deal of voter engagement this year. Uh, That is a good thing, and that is a troubling thing, to be frank. Uh, You know, yeah, we've never, I've never had a line, ever. I've never had to wait for more than a minute or two to vote in Los Angeles. We do pretty well out here. Our uh, registrar of voters, uh, Dean Logan, Keeps things running pretty smoothly. Now we're not a, uh, a swing state, so we don't have, you know, quite as much uh, turnout as you might in some of these other areas like Arizona. Uh, and yet lines around the block to vote today. I posted a video at bradblog.com of uh, of the line. We didn't luckily didn't have to wait for it. We had ordered a vote by mail ballot. But as I have advised, deliver it uh, by hand to the precinct on Election Day. You don't have to wait in the line. You get to go right uh, right uh, forward. It's, and you still get your sticker. And you still get your I Voted sticker. Um, in any event, uh, that helped us avoid the lines. Hasn't helped a lot of other people. Voting machines are malfunctioning now in some parts of Ohio, New York, Texas, and other states, according to... Uh, Local reports from around the country about six hours after polls opened on Tuesday, voters were reporting malfunctioning uh, machines in multiple locations. If only somebody had warned them that that might happen. Who knew? Who could have guessed? Who could have foreseen it? And I love the way uh, The Hill here reports this uh, malfunctioning machines, a common occurrence on Election Day. That can lead to longer wait times. Many of the reports, most of the reports so far uh, as of uh, midday in any event came from New York, Illinois, North Carolina, Kentucky, Texas and Ohio. Oh, that's all. That, according to Election Land, the nonprofit project put together this year, which I love, by the way, with uh, with ProPublica. Uh, experts, as the Hill cites them, say that broken machines uh, should not affect an area's ability to record or count votes. In most cases, when machines are broken, voters use a paper ballot that will be manually tallied. Well, first, the Hill, no, it will not be manually tallied. Uh, It'll probably be counted by the same optical scanner that all of the other ballots will be uh, tallied by, but it will be put into a box to be counted, most likely uh, by a computer op scan later. Counted either accurately or incorrect or inaccurately, nobody knows unless they bother to count that paper ballot by hand. 
But that's only if they have enough paper ballots available. And that's a particular problem in locations where they force voters to use 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen voting systems. Uh, like that uh, county in Utah that uh, Donald Trump cited as uh, being completely down across the entire country. I guess he meant county. Um, also, machines were uh, shut down in at least two Connecticut towns, according to NBC in Connecticut. Uh, Chris Calvert, who tried to vote in Philadelphia, where they use 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen like machines, also tweeted that machines were broken uh, at his location. Uh, USA Today reports that uh, there were problems in Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, which are all key battleground states that could decide whether Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump wins the presidency. They say that uh, these appear to be the type of issues that occur during every election. See, these are normal. Yes, they're normal. Uh, but why are they normal? Why do we accept this as normal? <laughs> they, they're, they're, I guess they're trying to point out here that this is uh, uh, this occurs all the time rather than evidence of the rigged contest that Donald Trump has warned his uh, supporters to expect. Uh, and that is true. They do uh, occur every time. This is not necessarily signs of any rigging going on, but it's disturbing that these problems are being written off as, oh, you know what, these occur during every election. Uh, and it remains shameful. It should not be normalized. Remember when Barack Obama, uh, back after his, uh, in the 2012 uh, election, we saw long lines due to the same exact thing, broken machines. And this caused long lines in, in Florida, in North Carolina, many of the same places that are having these same problems again today. Uh, and he talked about it at his, uh, his State of the Union uh, address in, in 2013 because he was quite upset and promised to try at least to get something done. He talked about one voter, Desaline Victor. Desaline? Is that how Desiline. you say it? Desaline uh, Victor. She's 102 years old. And she had to wait for hours to vote back in 2012. We should follow the example of a North Miami woman named Desaline Victor. When Desaline arrived at her polling place, she was told the wait to vote might be six hours. And as time ticked by, her concern was not with her tired body or aching feet, but whether folks like her would get to have their say. An hour after hour, a throng of people stayed in line to support her. Because Desaline is 102 years old. And they erupted in cheers when she finally put on a sticker that read, I voted. She was at the uh, at the State of the Union uh, and, and received that big round of applause for surviving all of those hours and I guess surviving 102 years. Uh, but this happens time and time again. More on that in a moment. A coalition of more than 100 civil rights and voting rights groups uh, have reported that more than half of the complaints received in the morning on Election Day about voter intimidation and harassment came from Pennsylvania, including voters being asked to provide specific forms of ID that are not required in Pennsylvania and Hispanic voters finding no Spanish speakers uh, uh, to assist them. Wade Henderson, the le uh, of the uh, the president of the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, says there is tremendous disruption at the polls today. This election may be the most chaotic election in the last 50 years. 
course, this is the first election in the last 50 years without the full protection of the Voting Rights Act since it was gutted by the Supreme Court in 2013. The most widespread problems, uh, at least earlier today, were in Durham, North Carolina, a very tight swing state, with a, uh, which Barack Obama won by a few thousand votes in 2008. Romney won it by a few thousand votes in 2012. It's expected to be close uh, for this election as well. They also have a, a very contentious governor's race there. But the electronic poll books used to check voters in were down in Durham, North Carolina. Now, uh, they are uh, the Durham County Board of Elections has requested from the state that voting be extended in the county by 90 minutes. This is a unanimous recommendation by the uh, County Board of Elections, which I believe is two Republicans and one Democrat. That was sent uh, just this afternoon. And uh, the way they report it uh, at CNN, this came after a glitch in the electronic voter check-in system required uh, a switch to paper poll books, paper roll books. Um, By state rules, all voting locations in the county have to be affected for an extension of voting hours. So if it just goes down, if the poll books only go down in a few uh, precincts in North Carolina... They don't have to extend the, uh, the the polling place hours at all. Now, at least five precincts in North Carolina had to switch to paper poll books earlier in the day. Uh, the move, they say, came out of an abundance of caution, according to Pat Gannon, spokesman for the North Carolina State Board of Election. The glitches, as they called them in the check-in software, forced the precincts to switch to paper poll books to check in voters. But no votes cast will be affected, Gannon said. Well, A, these are not glitches. These are failures. And year after year, election after election, I have to chide the same corporate mainstream news outlets to point these to point this out. These are not glitches, hiccups, snafus or snags. They are failures. Dr. Uh, Reverend Dr. William Barber, the president of the North Carolina NAACP, told CNN that uh, uh, there were no glitches in early voting. Why now? And why in a heavily black voting area? Apparently 37% of registered voters in Durham County are black. The county had signed a new contract last year to use new e-voting systems designed by VR Systems. A spokesman for VR Systems declined comment about the problems in Durham County. We were having sporadic problems just getting all of our computers up at one time, said Glenn Reynolds, a precinct judge who said problems began as soon as people began voting at his site. One computer would go up and the other would drop offline. At least one precinct in Durham County ran out of authorization to vote forms that all voters must fill out before they vote in uh, in uh, North Carolina. Precinct 31 was out of those forms that all voters must sign before casting a ballot for about an hour and a half on Tuesday morning. Now, this wasn't even a computer. So my complaint about why the hell do they have, uh, you know, how how did democracy survive for all of these uh, decades without computers? What? With just paper? Yeah. To sign people in? Yes. To vote? Yes. Uh, But here we can't seem to do without the computers. And here... Even uh, forms, paper forms that must be signed, they couldn't even print out enough of those. They couldn't even print out enough to make sure that there would be one for every registered voter who might come and vote in Durham County, North Carolina. 
North Carolina NAACP said the polling location turned away at least 45 people in one hour because of the lack of those forms. It's not a glitch. It's not a hiccup. It's not a snafu or a snag. It's a failure. It's a failure. So uh, we'll see if they end up uh, extending uh, the the hours in North Carolina, at least in this uh, location in North Carolina. Uh, But by midday uh, Tuesday, problems are being reported, uh, including long lines and delayed openings in New York. Problems with voting machines in Virginia. Uh, Confusion with closed or delayed polling places in Georgia and in Texas. In a Detroit precinct in the battleground state of Michigan, the machine that counts the ballots was not working from the very beginning of the morning, causing confusion and anger among Voters, workers at the precinct told voters they could either leave their ballot in a secure box below the machine for it to be counted later, or they could wait for a technician to arrive to fix the machine because, you know, nobody else has anything to do other than sit around and wait for that to happen. Brent Snavely uh, tweeted, still waiting for a working machine at Precinct 134 in Detroit to tabulate votes. Some have handled ballots. uh, Some have handed ballots in. 30 plus people were waiting. Broken ballot scanning machines and other problems slowed voting at some polling places amid uh, what uh, appeared to be very heavy turnout on Election Day in New York City. Voting lines stretched down the stairs and out the door just minutes after 6 a.m. at uh, one polling location at Baruch College. By 8.30 a.m., the line had grown to hundreds of people and stretched east to 3rd Avenue. Similar waits and confusions were reported at uh, public schools in uh, up in Harlem. There, too, only one scanner was functioning. The Justice Department dispatched more than 500 monitors to oversee all that's going on. Uh, But that's a reduction in 28 states. But that's a reduction from nearly 800 they had in 2012. They had to reduce it because the Supreme Court gutted the Voting Rights Act, uh, which uh, took away some of their authority, at least according to Attorney General Loretta Lynch, to uh, put poll uh, observers inside the polling places now. Uh, except for uh, places where they've received a court order. These monitors uh, can be nearby, they can be outside, but they can't have the same role inside the polling place that they used to have for the last 50 years under the Voting Rights Act. Nonetheless, there's a lot of us trying to keep an eye on what is going on at the polling places this year with uh, more than a thousand reporters and editors and students collaborating in that effort that I uh, mentioned, that election land effort with ProPublica, Google News Labs, USA Today uh, and others trying to keep our eyes on what is going on to correct the uh, misinformation and the disinformation. But it is the same information that we see election after election after election going back to the 2013 State of the Union address, once again, Barack Obama had called for a, he announced, the Voting Commission to solve the problems that occurred back in 2012 so they would not happen again in the future. We must all do our part to make sure our God-given rights are protected here at home. That includes one of the most fundamental rights of a democracy, the right to vote. When any American no matter where they live or what their party, are denied that right, 
because they can't afford to wait for five or six or seven hours just to cast their ballot, we are betraying our ideals. So, so tonight I'm announcing a nonpartisan commission to improve the voting experience in America. And it definitely needs improvement. You think? I'm asking two longtime experts in the field who, by the way, recently served as the top attorneys for my campaign and for Governor Romney's campaign to lead it. We can fix this, and we will. The American people demand it, and so does our democracy. Well, the American people uh, may demand it. Uh, they may demand it every four years. They demand it every two years, actually, when we have these same problems. Even in mid-year elections, we often have these same problems. So uh, Barack Obama, back in uh, after that 2012 disaster, he put together that commission uh, with the uh, lead attorneys from both his own campaign and that of Mitt Romney's uh, to make recommendations. And by 2014... Uh, at the State of the Union, uh, Barack Obama said that those uh, those recommendations were done. Citizenship means standing up for everyone's right to vote. Last year, part of the Voting Rights Act was weakened, but conservative Republicans and liberal Democrats are working together to strengthen it. And the bipartisan commission I appointed, chaired by my campaign lawyer and Governor Romney's campaign lawyer, came together and have offered reforms so that no one has to wait more than a half hour to vote. Let's support these efforts. It should be the power of our vote, not the size of our bank accounts that drives our democracy. Well, apparently it must be the size of someone's bank account because uh, these measures were not put in place. That was Barack Obama in 2014, a year after he had called for this voting commission to be put together. They did put the commission together. They did make recommendations. But nothing happened with those recommendations. And no, in case you're wondering, the Voting Rights Act was not restored. Democrats tried to do so. Republicans blocked them from doing so. Uh, I guess Republicans just don't want people to vote. At least they don't want certain people to vote. And that story and much more is next on the Bradcast on this special Election Day broadcast. Don't go away. I'm Brad Friedman. Hey, this is Brad. The 2016 election season is now at full throttle. Here at the Bradcast and bradblog.com, we fight for election integrity all year round like no other media outlet in the nation. But we need your support to keep doing so now more than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate to make a monthly pledge of any amount you like to help keep us going or even just a one time only contribution. While everyone else covers the horse race, we also keep our eyes on the track conditions those horses are running on. Because voting systems, access to the polls, and citizen oversight of election results can make all the difference. Please help us continue to fight independently for your democracy by taking about 60 seconds right now to stop by bradblog.com donate today. And thanks. Yeah, 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 the way 
When I originally thought of using that music, I was thinking about waiting for results to be coming in uh, on uh, election night. But uh, once again, people waiting in line around the country for hours to try and cast their vote. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, all right. Uh, well, what we know uh, so far about voting problems uh, around the country, and there are a lot of them, I would caution you that, uh, you know, as I always do, that most of the problems from the election don't even come to light uh, until later in the day, the following day, the following days and weeks, uh, sometimes months and sometimes years. So we are learning as we go here and uh, uh, trying to keep up with this uh, fire hose of information coming in and trying to make sense of it for you, uh, for me. Uh, Election land has been uh, sifting through a lot of it. As I said, that's the consortium, a bunch of uh, news outlets working together. Uh, Confusion, they say, continues to reign about state ID requirements around the country. Complaints are surfacing, particularly in Texas. What a shock, where voters have reported erroneous signs and other issues. Suspect we'll hear a lot more about that in the days ahead. But uh, here's a surprise. Connecticut voters have also registered complaints about voter ID. The law there is that you can be asked to produce identification, but it's not required for you to cast your vote. Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania and elsewhere, we've seen reports about uh, what Election Land describes as improper behavior in polling places, either by voters or by official or non-official observers. The most frequently reported behavior includes shouting outside voting locations, conducting airsats exit polls, and putting signs uh, or campaign literature <clears throat> in places that it's not supposed to be. Uh, several states, uh, we've already noted, uh, have been having problems with uh, voting machines, um, but also uh, Arizona and Florida are struggling to provide obligatory support for bilingual voters. And uh, this just in from Mother Jones uh, over the break here. Voter intimidation targeting Muslims reported at a Michigan polling site. A man in East Lans- Lansing uh, tried to block two women in hijabs from casting ballots, according to local officials. Uh, so that's going on. In the meantime, uh, while while we might expect this, I suppose, from, uh, you know, people supporting uh, Donald Trump uh, who are just, you know, jumping in, trying to do their part to uh, keep this election from being rigged, trying to save democracy. Uh, You really wouldn't expect it, or at least you'd hope not to expect it from someone like the governor of a state. But then again, this governor, we should have known it was coming. We should have seen it coming. There have been signs. I'll explain uh, which governor I'm talking about. Oh, you can probably guess already. There have been signs all over Bates College uh, that have been posted. These uh, red signs, Bates Election Legal Advisory. If you choose to register and vote in Lewiston, you must pay to change your driver's license to Lewiston, Maine, Within 30 days, you must pay to re-register any vehicle you have in Lewiston. This includes a main state vehicle inspection requirement, usually hundreds of dollars in total. Uh, And uh, these were apparently posted all over uh, Bates College in Lewiston, Maine, which is a, a battleground area, in fact, up there in Maine. 
Uh, We've come to expect, as I said, dirty tricksters to do this sort of thing. But the governor of this state, yeah, he's participating as well. The man who I've described as the dumbest governor in uh, not just the country, but perhaps uh, the history of the country. Paul LePage, our old friend Paul LePage, he's at it again. The governor of Maine told college students, according to The Washington Post, on Monday to establish residency in Maine if they choose to vote here. And, they, and he warned that state officials would pursue every legal means to verify that students who voted were complying with the state law. That prompted critics and people who are, you know, accurate about facts and stuff to say that he was illegally intimidating voters to call on federal officials to investigate. Governor Paul LePage, known for his controversial comments, that's a nice way to put it, Washington Post, uh, who supports, big supporter of uh, GOP presidential nominee Donald Trump. He made his statement on Monday in response to a question about these flyers that were found around Bates College campus in Lewiston over the weekend. Maine's Secretary of State uh, said that these uh, incorrect, uh, misleading uh, flyers appear to be targeting college students in order to discourage them from registering to vote. The posters warn of hundreds of dollars in likely taxes and fees for students who register. Maine Secretary of State Matthew Dunlap, a Democrat, said all of that is untrue because registration to vote does not uh, immediately trigger things such as an excise tax on a car. Democrats for decades have encouraged college students from out of state to vote in Maine, said LePage, even though there is no way to determine whether these college students also voted in their home state. Casting ballots in two different states is voter fraud, he said, LePage said, which is why Maine requires anyone voting here to establish residency here. We welcome college students establishing residency in our great state as long as they follow all laws that regulate voting, motor vehicles and taxes. We cannot tolerate voter fraud in our state. Apparently, uh, Paul LePage can also not tolerate the Constitution, cannot tolerate the uh, U.S. Supreme Court, who long ago, back I believe it was the 70s already, said that college students may vote where they go to school. Of course, you know, you're in school for uh, the majority of the year. Uh, That may as well be your residency, and it's up to the college students to decide where they wish to register uh, and vote. Now, if he's concerned about double voting, uh, go out and find if they double voted and, and then bring charges if they did, because uh, they don't. They don't. Maybe some do. I don't know. Very few. Uh, if they do, bring charges against them, but don't lie to them that they've got to register their car. They've got to spend hundreds of, of, of dollars because that, of course, would be a poll tax, which is also barred by the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Uh, the governor's uh, statement seems designed to make college students afraid to vote, said Zach Hyden, legal director at the ACLU of Maine, pointing out voter intimidation and harassment is illegal. And we call on the Department of Justice to investigate the intent of the governor's comments. College students who live in Maine have the right to vote in Maine. They are not subject to different laws than anyone else, he said. Uh, Many of these young people are voting for the first time in a presidential election, and the governor should be encouraging that civic participation instead of doing everything to undermine it. Bates College student Sarah Frankie Sigmund said she and some friends noticed a young man with a bunch of flyers in the dining hall over the weekend. 
When she read the flyers, her immediate reaction was rage. Uh, She uh, said that this is obviously meant to scare Bates students from voting, which is not right. She and her friends took down more than 30 of them that were plastered all over the dining hall and the walls of the dorm. This false information contained in these flyers is a deliberate attempt to suppress the millennial vote, said uh, Maine Democratic Party chair Phil Bartlett in a statement. The Secretary of State uh, decried this effort as well. Uh, in 2011, by the way, uh, the Republican back way back in 2011, the Republican chair asked the secretary of state to investigate more than 200 college students who he said had voted illegally. I remember covering this at Bradblock.com at the time. But after an investigation back in 2011 by the secretary of state, who was a Republican at the time, they found no evidence whatsoever of voter fraud. And yet here we are, how many years later, uh, five years later, and the Republican governor of the state of Maine is misinforming, disinforming his own voters like that. Uh, Just appalling, but we've come to expect no less from Maine's governor, Paul LePage. Um, But it's not just, uh, you know, okay, maybe a governor we might expect would do it. But what about an election official? What about actual election officials? They would certainly never misinform voters in this way, would they? Well, maybe someone who was hired to work at a polling place, but not the not the county elections office, not the county elections office in Rexburg, Idaho, where if you went in uh, uh, to register to uh, to vote or to vote early, according to Chris Henriksen, he's a political science instructor at BYU, Idaho, Brigham Young University in Idaho. There is a sign, and here's the uh, there's a photograph of the sign that says students. It's on red paper. Students, as a student, you should not be registering and voting in your college locale simply because you failed to register and vote at your true domicile. Registering to vote is a serious matter, which should not should only be done after proper reflection. It should be noted that there is no federal right to vote anywhere in the U.S. for the office of president. State laws control registration and voting and state residency requirements must be met. We need and want all students to vote at their legal domicile, it says in great big letters. That is a sign prominently posted at the front desk of the Madison County Elections Office in Rexburg, Idaho. The home of Brigham Young University, Idaho. Uh, Now, you can register to vote at the polls on on Election Day in Idaho as long as you have resided in the state for the previous 30 days, Henriksen points out. Uh, And this far into the fall semester, he says that would cover most Brigham Young University, Idaho students who are American citizens. For many students, it it might make sense, he says, for them to vote in their home state by absentee, for example, if they live in a swing state. However, many students are getting excited about the election right now, partially, he says, because of the stellar teaching taking place at BYU-Idaho. He's a teacher at BYU-Idaho. He says voting uh, absentee, however, is a little too late at this point uh, for these students. They're mostly first-time voters, and he points out they are also mostly Republican voters, and yet they are being discouraged from voting by the Madison County Office of Elections. 
just stunning to me. And yeah, uh, he also notes uh, as a political science instructor that uh, in response to the comment that there is no federal right to vote anywhere in the U.S. for the office of president, as this sign says, uh, he says uh, state law does set most voting residency requirements. However, the 15th, 19th, 26th amendments to the U.S. Constitution give the con- Congress the power and responsibility to ensure that voting rights are upheld. This statement from Idaho clearly goes contrary to the spirit of those amendments, especially the 26th Amendment. It's also misleading about the Constitution. Having this ridiculous statement, he writes, on a state website might be one thing, but posting it on the front desk of the county elections office is clearly voter intimidation and voter suppression. Speaking of voter intimidation and voter suppression... So that was a governor, that was an election official, and now we have the candidate himself. The candidate himself. Uh, We talked on the program yesterday about thousands of voters who had turned out for early voting at a largely Hispanic location in Nevada, in Clark County, Nevada, another swing state. And uh, Donald Trump uh, went out and lied about it, said that they were rigging the polls that by leaving the uh, the polling place open until 10 p.m. Well, in fact, all of those people uh, were still in line at 8 p.m. when the polls officially closed. But if you are in line and the same is true on Election Day, if you are in line uh, when uh, for at the normal uh, polling hours, uh, when the polls close, you are allowed to vote no matter how long it takes you to vote, no matter how long you have to wait in line. And that's going to happen on Election Day again as people get off work, as people find broken machines, as people are kept from uh, voting for any number of reasons, as electronic polling books break down, and just as people turn out in record numbers as they appear to be doing in many uh, locations, many jurisdictions around the country. And yet Donald Trump uh, over the weekend lied about it, said that this was a sign they were rigging the polls. Michael McDonald, the head of the uh, uh, Nevada GOP, the head of the Nevada GOP, went out and said that this was being done illegally. Here's uh, Michael McDonald, the head of the Nevada GOP, uh, lying about uh, what happened at this polling place over the weekend. If we don't get our people out to vote, they're going to win. Last night in Clark County, They kept a poll open till 10 o'clock at night so a certain group could vote. A certain It wasn't in an area that normally has high transition. The polls are supposed to close at 7. 7. This was kept open till 10. Yes. Yeah, you feel free right now? (laughs) You think this is a free and easy election? Uh, so he it was basically lying at this Trump rally, and then Donald Trump came out and repeated the same lie. And now on Election Day, they didn't file this lawsuit over the weekend. They filed this on Election Day, according to CNN, in a sign that the legal team for the Trump campaign is aggressively laying the groundwork for potential legal challenges. Lawyers have gone to state court in Nevada 
uh, to uh, dispute this early vote. They are suing Joe Gloria, the Clark County Registrar of Voters, over a decision they allege that he made to keep the polling open, the uh, lo- uh, polling location open two hours beyond the designated closing time. The lawsuit targets polling places in the greater Al- Las Vegas area that have larger minority voting precincts, you know, certain areas. Dan Cullen, a spokesman for the county, told CNN that no early voting station extended their closing times. They did, however, process whoever was in line at closing time to allow as many people to vote as possible. Uh, Lawyers uh, for the Trump campaign were asking for an order from the court to have pertinent early vote ballots not be commingled or interspersed with other ballots. Just so that, you know, after the election, if Nevada is close, they can, you know, pull them out easily and claim that these were uh, cast illegally after closing hours at the polling place. Charles Munoz, a uh, Trump's Nevada state director, said that the developments on Friday night at the early voting should be troubling to anyone who is interested in free and fair elections. Voters who showed up after the scheduled closing time at selected locations were allowed to vote, Muno said. We'll see if they have any evidence for that. Apparently, they did not impress a judge uh, to that end. The registrar's office said in a statement that the Trump campaign's request to preserve the record is already required by state law. And so it's something that we are already doing. Uh, Josh Douglas, an election law expert at the University of Kentucky School of Law, said assuming the county registrar is correct that only those in line at the closing time were allowed to vote, then this is the Trump campaign searching for something that is not there. If the registrar is right, I expect the Nevada judge to throw out to throw out this case pretty quickly. Uh, And in fact, uh, it appears the judge now has late this afternoon. Um, the uh, the Clark County uh, said that uh, this is the petition from the Trump campaign is a request to have us preserve records from early voting. That is already required by state law. The judge then denied uh, after the hearing, denied the request by the Nevada Trump campaign to display to block d- those uh, votes from that early voting site. Uh, and to preserve poll worker information. This was interesting. They wanted information on the uh, on the people who were running the polling places, and the judge said, absolutely not. We are not going to give you that information. And, Des, I believe you caught some audio uh, from, from, that hearing. from that hearing, this uh, remarkable response to the uh, Trump attorney from, the, uh, from Judge, uh, Nevada District Judge Gloria Sturman about that. There will be no harassment as a part. How of, can you tell me that? As a part how can you t- do you watch Twitter? Have I, you watched any cable news show? There are internet, uh, you know, the vernacular trolls, who who could get this information and harass people who just want to help their fellow citizens vote. Why would I order them to make available to you information about people who work at polls when it's not already a public requirement to do so, so that those people can be harassed? For doing their civic duty. Good for Nevada District Judge Gloria Sturman. Uh, no, I, and I love that she cited internet trolls on Twitter harassing these people, which is what you know would happen as soon as they put that information out there and made it public, especially if they're out there willing to lie about fraud going on at the polls. They presented no information, to my knowledge, in any event, that there was any improper voting going on.
The judge went on to ask why they needed a, a, a writ of mandamus to do this, uh, that the uh, county clerk, uh, the registrar of voter, uh, the, the, the duty of the county registrar is already to preserve all of this election data. The judge said that if the Nevada Secretary of State has a concern, I believe the Nevada Secretary of State is now Republican, and if the Nevada Secretary of State had a concern, all that data exists and the matter could be addressed at that time. So uh, she denied that writ and says there's been a failure to exhaust the administrative remedies uh, through the Nevada Secretary of State. All right, speaking of trolls, James (laughs) O'Keefe. Yes, uh, our old friend James O'Keefe, uh, the dirty trickster uh, who, who who lies, who puts together all kinds of uh, not a former, uh, not a former, but a, a, a federal criminal, James O'Keefe, who pretends to be a journalist uh, and who pretends to find things like uh, voter fraud being carried out by uh, the uh, the now defunct group called Acorn. Uh, thanks to uh, James O'Keefe and his dishonest, uh, deceptively edited videos. Uh, James O'Keefe is out today uh, claiming that he is going to uh, catch catch the voter fraud. His uh, group, Project Veritas, he says, is, is everywhere. Uh, and uh, we're, we're going to catch the voter fraud this year. And he put out this, uh, this video. I'm not sure. This is Philadelphia. Okay, where he's he's going to uh, he's going to bust us uh, from all of this voter fraud that's going on in Philadelphia. Here's James O'Keefe promising to catch the bad guys today. So we're behind this bus, which is like a pastor bus, busing people around to the polls in Philadelphia, and we're going to be releasing video here today showing some people doing some improper things, busing people around. Maybe they shouldn't be doing it. Stay tuned. Project Veritas is all over the country, undercover on election day. And we're going to be busting the whole thing open. They're going to bust the whole thing open. He added in a tweet, Veritas is everywhere. and We will catch your hashtag voter fraud. As Election Land points out, uh, busing uh, citizens to the polls is perfectly legal. He was uh, driving around you know, behind a van. There are no rules, federal, state or otherwise, that prohibit giving a voter assistance by giving them a ride to the polls. That, according to John Powers of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights under law. Powers points out that, as you'd expect, that is actually quite common. Nonetheless, we will uh, await the uh, the, (laughs) he's going to bust it all wide open. We will await uh, professional troll James O'Keefe to supply us with that information, busting it all open in Philadelphia or in Nevada or anywhere else where they want to make up these uh, these charges hang in there america this is almost over incredible that we've got to fight for our right to vote by the way donald trump is even misinforming his own uh, his own uh, folks he sent out a <laughs> state treasurer of arizona jeff dewitt uh, set, sent out a notice to his own supporters saying remember the polls close at 9 p.m so do not miss your opportunity to raise your voice uh, actually, no, uh, they don't close at uh, 9 p.m. I think they close at uh, 7 or 8 p.m. in uh, in Arizona, at least if they're not held open later because of all of these problems. A quick break, and we're back with our final few minutes on the broadcast on Election Day. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. <laughs> Tell you is you got to be free. 
come together yes please Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Closing out our Election Day program, uh, Stephen Colbert on the late show last night maybe gave us uh, something, uh, well, a little bit of a uh, little bit of hope as we move forward as Election Day, as Election Night uh, ends and we find out where we go from here. Here was Colbert on the CBS Late Show last night. Campaign has come to an end. Tomorrow is the big day. Finally, 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 we'll all get out and vote. And what, wait, what's that? Hark. Why, it's an adorable little street urchin. But why are you crying, little girl? I ask out of genuine concern and not because it's a live show and I'm furious. I am just an orphan ragamuffin. I'm cold and have no coat. And when it comes to ballot stuffing, I'm too scared to vote. Oh, get up here, you little scamp. Come on, everybody, let's give her a welcome. Oh, hi. It's here. Oh, listen. Listen, little girl, you don't need to be afraid to vote. I don't. No. In fact, voting gives a voice to people one and all, from the richest robber baron to the lowliest dirt ball. Voting's done in half a flash. It only takes one wrist flick. They make the process speedy. Well, except in black districts. Oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, it's a little weird the way that happens. Mm. Yeah. It's a great A cracker, Jack Super Duper Fun Pack, Pizza Candy Grand Slam, Miss Bang Red Jeff, wait to keep America afloat. Here we go. It's democracy in action. So get out there and vote. Yeah! We got a great show tonight. Yes, please do. Get out there and vote, America. We will see you on the broadcast tomorrow with whatever may happen. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen. Thank you very much, Desi. Thank you. And for an amazing, uh, what has it been, year and a half, two years of this election season, you have done extraordinary work. My thanks also to all of our listeners who uh, stop by bradblog.com slash donate to help us continue to do what we continue to do. Year after year, especially in a crazy year like this. So thank you very much for that. And to all of our listeners, if you missed any portion of today's show or any other, stop by bradblog.com. You can download it right there for free. You can send me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. And on the Facebooks and the Twitters, you control me at the Bradblog. Until we meet again, Lord knows what may happen. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.